Well, let me just finish this message off uh, by giving you a few safeguards for direction and to tell you how to be careful what you hear and and uh, how and what you hear and then why God speaks and how we can get God know for sure that it is God. Um, so let me just start with safeguards for direction. If you everything I've said up until now about the ways God can speak to you, none of the above can contradict Scripture. So the first safeguard is check it out with the Word of God. The second one is the peace of God as we move forward. And the third one is let God open the circumstances. Unless he tells you to kick a door down, don't kick doors down. You'll end up in serious trouble. So be careful how and what you hear. Even what I'm saying today, and I've been saying over these these past few messages, careful how you hear and be careful what you hear. And I'm saying that because there's a problem so often, often in the Church of Jesus Christ, even amongst leaders, I find, that they don't take God's word seriously, or thinking they can obey if and when it pleases them, or thinking that what God's saying is advice and not a command or not a promise. Selective hearing, selective choosing of what they will take and what they'll ignore. You can't do that. Selective hearing, hearing only what you want to hear and ignoring what you don't want to hear is going to open you up to deception and trouble down the road. The ramifications of selective hearing, I'm watching it working out all over the world. Churches around the world, people's lives messing up. Because they were selective in what they, they wanted to hear and refused to hear. So why does God speak? Well, firstly, because he created us to have fellowship with him, as I spoke about in the garden of Adam and Eve. Secondly, because he's our father and we are his children. And children need to hear the voice of their fathers. He loves us as his very own. And he's the how much more father. If we then be evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall our Heavenly Father give good gifts to them that ask? Thirdly, because we need to know His will. We need to know, first of all, the broad will and general will of God, but we also need to know the specific will of God for our lives. He leads us also for His own namesake. Psalm 23 verse 3 says, He guides me along the, path, the right paths or the paths of righteousness for His namesake. In other words, for his own reputation here on the earth, that his purposes and plans in, our, in the now and in the future will be fulfilled. He leads us and keeps us on course. Then his name's not dishonored. His reputation is, in, is enhanced if, if we respond to the leadings of the, of the Lord. And he wants us to be able to glorify his name through our lives at every level. When we choose to do his way and his ways, not our own, which cause shame, his name is glorified and enhanced. And also he, he leads and guides us and speaks to us because he's promised us guidance. You can look again at John chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, John 14, 26, James 1, 5, verses 5 and 6, etc. So those are some of the reasons why God speaks to us. And, and now quickly I want to touch on when God speaks. Well, there's just a few things that I think can be very helpful uh, in, in, in us hearing uh, 
if we want to hear God, things we can just come to Him with and, and open our lives to Him. First of all, we must desire to hear God speak, to know His will and communicate intimately with Him. In John 7, 17, it says this, Jesus speaking, If anyone wants to do His will, God's will, he shall know it. In other words, we must determine to do it, purpose in our hearts to obey no matter what it is. Can't go there and say, well, I want to hear your will, but better I line up with what was acceptable to me. No, I come before you, Father, and I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And in order for that to happen, this is the second little thing that I believe is so helpful in finding God's will, is to make sure that Christ truly is Lord of our lives. Truly is. Jesus said in Luke 6.46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I tell you? See, he wants us to make him truly Lord. That way, God can truly speak to us. And then thirdly, we need to be moving in obedience and faith. 1 John 1 says, 7 says, If we walk in the light, that's the light he's already given us. That's the light of the word of God. The guidance he's given. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So as we're moving forward in obedience and faith, walking in the light, we can have this fellowship and this conversation and God can communicate his will and desires to us. See, I know that I get knocked for this. People say this is legalism. I'm going to say it anyway because it's truth. If you haven't obeyed, the last light that God gave you, why should God give you more light? I find it so difficult as, as a human being, and I'm not God, with my limited understanding and my limited knowledge. People come to me and say, help me to understand this, help me, what should I do here? And I give them a counsel and they go off and ignore it. And then they come back and ask the same question two months, three months, six months, a year later, you know, it's, I think to myself, is it worth doing this, giving them, they don't obey. Now, what about our Heavenly Father that knows everything? He knows our motives. If we aren't going to move in obedience and obey the last light he spoke to us, why should he give us more? I think it's crazy to expect him just to ignore that and say, well, I'll let them off that one. More than likely, I'll have to let them off this one and I'll just go on and on and on until I, they get me to say something they want to hear. God's not like that. God's Lord. Moving on. We need to be humble. We need humility. Psalm 25 verse 9 says, The heat that God guides the humble in what is right and wrong and teaches them, the humble, His ways. And then we need, as Psalm 25, verses 12 through to 15 tell us, we need to walk in the fear of the Lord. And then we need to walk with integrity, as Proverbs 11, verse 3 and 5 tell us. Read the scriptures for yourself. Uh, Proverbs 11, verses 3 and 5. And then a really helpful thing is to be living a life of praise and worship. Psalm 22, 3 says, God lives and dwells and inhabits the praises of his people. God's, when we're praising and worshipping and loving God and serving Him with a joyful heart, glad to be had the opportunity and the privilege of serving Him, to do His will, to have Him speaking to us as we're praising Him for all of these things. 
he's with us, he's in us, and his presence in with us gives us guidance. As you praise him for what he has done and led you into in the past, he can take you on into the future. Become expectant, especially when you need to hear from him. James 1, read it for yourself, 6 and 7. Ask in faith, not doubting. Another little helpful thing is begin to practice. When God speaks, start out. Don't wait for perfect knowledge, perfect understanding. Step out learning as you go. Sometimes God speaks to us when we're just ministering to the Lord, like they did in Acts chapter 13, 1 to 3. Those prophets and teachers in Antioch, while they were waiting upon the Lord, ministering to him, he just said, he spoke to them, he said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. God speaks to us while we're just ministering to the Lord. We can be praying, we can be even preaching. We can be preparing messages, just ministering unto the Lord, doing what God wants us to do, letting him know how much we love him. Coming to a close now, remember this, God's delays are not God's denials. You know, with uh, Mary and Martha's request about this, their brother, Lazarus, Jesus waited two days after they requested him come, before he went there. You can read it for yourself in John 11, verses 1 through to 6. He is already dead. And four days later, before... Jesus arrives, but two days before he even responded. Another little helpful thing. Some people think that if they enjoy something, it must be wrong. But as I said in Psalm 37, for delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Serving God is good, and it's acceptable, and it's perfect. Can't be improved on. He is such a good God. His will is perfect. He wants you to succeed. He wants to bless you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to draw you close to him. He wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants to speak into your, your, your ear and whisper to you and tell you how much he cares and how precious you are. And all of those things are all ours because that's God's desire for us. So a good prayer to pray is that Psalm 143 again. And I'm going to read it as it's up in my, uh, up there on my um, side of my shelf here. It says, Psalm 143, I'm going to pick up from verse 8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. I pray that basically daily, right at the beginning, the outset of my day. Show me the way I should go. For to you, to you, God, I lift up my soul. Rescue me from my enemies, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me, lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. And I want to just read this to you the way I pray it 
You can read it for yourself in Psalm 20 and 92 verses 12 through to 15. Slightly different because I'm personalizing this. But it says, Lord, I say this, Lord, today help me to be righteous and to flourish like a palm tree, to grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. Help me to flourish in the courts of my God. Help me to still bear fruit in old age. And I'm 77. Help me to bear fruit in my old age. Help me to stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is right upright. He is my rock, and in him there is no wickedness at all. While I'm alive, while you're alive, in this body, there is fruitful labor for us to do. And that is found in Philippians chapter 1, 22 to 24. Read it for yourself. Claim it for yourself. Stand upon it. Pray it. Speak it to God. Believe it for your life. And God bless you with the blessings that make rich, that add no sorrow. May his face shine upon you. The smile of God be upon your lives. The churches you're in. And if you're in leadership, the churches that you have the privilege of serving in, serving God, loving and caring for the people and leading them by the voice of God into what God has for your church. God bless you. Amen.